Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week, we want to continue our discussion of knowing the hope to which we're called. If you've been with us the past couple of weeks, we've started a new series. We're actually looking at a prayer that Paul recorded in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 23. He prayed, he prayed this prayer for Christians, and I'm encouraging everybody to begin to pray this prayer for themselves on a daily basis. In this prayer, Paul prayed that God would give insight and revelation to Christians in three specific areas, that we would know the hope of God's calling, that we would know the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and that we would know the exceeding greatness of his power toward us. Now, we've started with the first thing Paul asked for, and that is that Christians would know the hope of God's calling. The 20th century translation reads this way, the hope given by God's call. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, prayed that Christians would know the hope given by God's call. And we've already covered some ground in regard to what Paul meant here. Let me just review a bit, and then we'll continue on. We're going to add to our discussion this week. The Bible is very clear that God has called each one of us. The word called there in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, that we would know the hope of his calling. That's verse 18. That word called means invited. God has called or each, God has called or invited each of us into his plan and purpose. God has a plan, God has a purpose, and he has called or invited each of us into his plan and purpose. And knowledge of this plan gives us hope or expectation of coming good. Paul wants us to know the hope given by God's call. If you know what God's purpose for you is, if you know what he's called you to, it is a tremendous source of hope or expectation of coming good. Now let's just briefly review what God's plan and purpose is. God's plan and purpose is to have a family of sons and daughters with whom he can live in loving relationship forever on this earth the home he made for his family. We could do the whole lesson just on this point right here, but the scripture tells us, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, that says, Before God formed the earth, he knew about each of us, and he chose us to become his sons through what Jesus would do for us. Isaiah 45, verse 18, says he made the earth to be inhabited. He made this world to be home for himself and his family. In Genesis chapter 2, we see God created Adam, and they walked and talked together. We see them in loving relationship. uh, Well, let me say it this way. We see an interactive, loving relationship between God and man here on earth. There was full provision for man. Adam and Eve, they had meaningful work. 
They had healthy relationship with each other. The Bible begins and ends with God on earth with his family. The plan was taken off track, though, when Adam, the head of the human race and the first steward of the earth, chose independence from God through sin. When Adam chose independence from God through sin, he took the race resident in him into the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death. Because of his disobedience, human nature was fundamentally altered. We could do the whole lesson on this. Beings made in the image of God underwent a big change when Adam sinned. We see that Adam and Eve sinned in Genesis chapter 3. Well, in Genesis chapter 4, we see their first two children born through natural processes, Cain and Abel. We see the oldest one, Cain, kill the second born, Abel, and then lie about it. A being made in the image of God is now exhibiting the two main character traits of the devil, murder and lying. According to Jesus, those are his two main traits. There was a fundamental change in human nature. That's why you and I are born with a sin nature or a nature contrary to God. And then when we're old enough to know right from wrong, we follow the leadings of that nature and we sin and become guilty before a holy God. And not only that, Adam is the head of the human race. The race was resident in him when he sinned, and his sin, according to Romans chapter 5, verse 19, made men sinners. Adam was also the first steward of this earth. And his actions had a huge effect on the earth itself. Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, tell us that a curse entered the earth, a curse of corruption and death. The earth began to produce weeds. Uh, cataclysmic storms began to occur. Drought, famine, all the physical conditions that produce suffering in this earth are a result of Adam's sin. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, through Adam's sin, death entered creation and all things began to grow old and die. Romans chapter 8 verse 20 tells us that creation was subjected to bondage through Adam's sin. So the point, we could do whole lessons on this, but the point is God made man to be, God made men to become his sons and daughters through faith in Christ. He made earth to be the home for himself and his family. But because of sin, God's plan and purpose was taken off track. But God didn't abandon his original plan and purpose when this sorry state of events took place. He set out to recover what he lost, both his family and the home he made for us. He set out to recover it through redemption and through salvation. His goal is to transform sinners into holy, righteous sons and daughters like Jesus in character and power, and then to restore this earth to a fit forever home for himself and his family. Now, we could do whole lessons on this point as well, but just consider a couple of thoughts. Through redemption and salvation, God is working to recover what he lost when mankind went into sin, corruption, and death. 
Redemption provides deliverance from sin and all its consequences and effects for both men and the earth. Salvation transforms and restores man and the earth to what God always intended. Now, it's not an automatic deliverance for men, and it's not an automatic restoration and transformation for men and women. We have to come back to God through faith in Christ, through repentance, turning from living for self and living for sin to living for him in a way that's pleasing to him. Whole cans of worms for another day. But the point is, redemption and salvation, his plan is to recover what was lost when mankind went astray through redemption and salvation. Redemption is the deliverance of his creation from sin and its consequences. Salvation is transformation of mankind and the earth to what God always intended. Redemption and salvation are accomplished through the power of the cross of Christ and the transforming power of eternal life or the life in God. Now, so much we could say about all that, but, but let's, let's sort of segue to what we're going to f- focus on this week. This information doesn't really seem practical when we're dealing with the struggles of life. Believe me, I understand that. Uh, you know, people come to me with real troubles and real issues, and what we all want is the one or two sentence solution that'll bring an end to our immediate crisis. And so to start talking about the big picture and God made us to become sons and earth to be home for us, it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with real life. But when you learn to assess this present life in terms of the overall plan of God, it's much easier to deal with the immediate problems we all face. That's why this stuff is important. If you can learn to view this very difficult life we all live right now from the standpoint of the overall plan of God, it's easier to deal with the immediate problems. But because we don't look at life in terms of this big picture, the fact that God is working together a family, because we don't look at life in terms of this big picture when we're confronted with life's many challenges, we struggle with with thoughts such as, why is this happening? Is God mad at me? He must not love me. He must be punishing me for my sins, so on and so forth. But see, this is where knowing the big picture can be so helpful. This is the big picture. God chose you in eternity past. You didn't come into existence until the moment of creation in your mother's womb. But God is all-knowing, and he always knew about you. He knew when you'd be conceived. He knew when you'd be born. And he chose you to become his son or daughter through faith in Christ. And because you're part of this eternal plan, you actually have a past that precedes the moment of your conception in the sense that you were chosen for that plan before you were conceived. And then you also have a future that extends beyond the day you die. God's plan from the beginning was and is that his family would flourish with joyful contentment in the home he made for us. But because of sin, that purpose hasn't been realized yet. However, it's going to be realized. Jesus came to seek and save what God lost at the fall when man went into the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death. He made it clear that men and women 
lost in the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death have value to God. We talked about that last week. He came to seek and save the lost. He told a parable about a lost sheep, a lost coin, and he talked about how the owners searched diligently to find what was lost because the lost items, the sheep and the coin, still had value even though they were lost, but they were lost to the, the, the owner couldn't realize the value while they were lost. If all you know of your past are the failures and disappointments you've experienced since you were born into this world, and if your future looks hopeless because of the circumstances of life, you'll never have victory in this life. But if you know the overall plan of God and how you fit into it, not only will it give you hope for the future, it'll energize your faith to deal with life right now. More tomorrow. You've been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is good and good means good. Friends, knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is 1-888-739-6619.